Hey, I'm Paul. Hey, I'm Adam, and this is Here's the Deal. On today's show, we have Fuquan Balao, a real estate expert out of New Jersey. Yep, you're gonna enjoy this one. He talks about his varying strategies in real estate investment. He invests in notes, he invests in buy and holds, he invests in tax liens. So all sorts of good stuff. We're gonna talk about how he gets into those deals and uh, kind of his purpose and doing what he does. And we really like Fuquan because you can tell he has a passion for real estate. He's also passionate about sharing his expertise with others. Very generous guy, great guy. So we hope you enjoy the show. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. A podcast with Paul and Adam, the Vincent brothers, all about deals. How they work, why they work, and the people behind them. So without further ado, here's the deal. Hey, I'm Paul. Hey guys, this is Adam Vincent. This is Here's the Deal. Thanks for joining us. That's right. We're a podcast talking about different types of deals and hopefully interesting stuff that'll make it so you stick around for a while. Yeah. Okay. So I'll jump in. Yeah. You told me I would talk. Um, <laughs> so with us today, we have Fuquan Bilal. We're going to get into what he does uh, all the time, but you'll probably see him on social media if you haven't. You should. I'm sure it's at Fuquan Bilal because there's probably not a lot of other handles with that out there it's it's uh it's um real estate's coolest name for sure and um anyway we're going to talk a lot about what fuquan does uh week to week he's got this very interesting hybrid approach to investment um he's a wizard in notes he's a wizard in flips he's got a lot of buy and hold stuff so anyway we're going to get to that here uh shortly but i'll uh, cut off my rambling and, and fuquan i want you to tell uh listeners a little bit about yourself and uh you know a little bit of the bio but we'll get more into that later so have at it yeah i appreciate it so first of all i'm a superhero to my kids that's the title i have now boom <laughs> yeah that's nice that's good so i've been investing in real estate now uh since 99 it's been a 20-year journey for me there's been a lot of challenges and there's consistent challenges every day but as i was talking about before we hit the record button i live for the challenge you know it's actually an opportunity for growth that's the view that i have on it and it's kind of helped me propel, you know, in the real estate industry. I, I am market cycle tested, uh, meaning I went through the downturn and had to start all over again and basically just built the resilience and, and try to align myself with certain people that I can continue to learn from. And also, I appreciate you guys for having me on this platform because it's given me the opportunity to accomplish one of the goals that I set out this year by educating, you know, a thousand plus people on real estate investing. So starting off in real estate in 99, uh, you know, I had a full-time job in corporate like everyone else and started shadowing my cousin who we were very competitive since we were young at same age. And uh, he actually uh, made a check that was half my salary. And that's really all it took. You know, he did three, four months <laughs> of business. And, See you, boss. You know, <laughs> made a nice $30,000, $40,000 check. And I started to shadow him around. And a couple months later, I was able to bust down one of those big checks and I put my two-week notice in. And uh, <laughs> after that, though, I didn't make any money for the next six months. I remember driving through the Garden State Parkway, trying to scrape up change to pay the 35 cent toll. You know, yeah, trying man, to, that's right. I just easy come, So I didn't have any financial literacy education in my family growing up. So I had to learn through the School of Hard Knocks. Um, I'm from North New Jersey originally. And one of the things that gave me my feeling of importance in real estate was being able to go back to those communities revitalize the neighborhood, rehab those properties, and also give people in the, in the community opportunity to work, you know, whether it's demolition jobs or whatever jobs that they can do that didn't require a license or schooling sure. and everything else. You know, most of the people 
didn't make it that far. So that was a great opportunity for me. And, um, you know, when, when the market crashed, I started learning about the note business. And that's pretty much uh, where you guys met me at, at one of the note seminars a few years ago in Vegas. I started in notes in about 2011, late 2011, November. And it's the best investment strategy in the universe. You know, I started, as soon as I started to learn that strategy, I automatically started to teach people as I was learning. I would do bi-weekly conference calls. People would log in and I would just want to process. I was going through the challenges that I was going through. So it was actually in real time learning what I was learning. I was teaching as I was going along. I had a mentor sharing information. And back then, there wasn't too many people who really understood the new business or wanted to be involved. Most people understood the fix and flip, buy and hold. That was like way out of the box. They said you had to have like an MBA or some type of financial education to be involved in a note business. But I just learned by doing and started to share and teach. And that helped me learn faster because uh, I couldn't look stupid. I had to know, you know, confidence. <laughs> I know right. what I'm talking about. So, yeah, you know, right. case studies on deals I've, I've done and, you know, raising capital and, and everything else. So it's, it's been a great journey and it's been a lot of challenges and a lot of growth. So. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. You talked about like your little nudge and to get into this stuff was your cousin, you know, and there's always something like that. And we were talking before we started the hit the record button that you were kind of our nudge to get into notes. You know, we're a couple of lawyers and we do, you know, lawyery stuff and deal in real estate and things. But, you know, not until we bumped into you on somebody's podcast talking about what you were doing at the time. This is probably like 2014 or something, 15, maybe. Um, was it like, holy cow, there's this like curtain that you can look behind and there's all this like interesting, you know, this real estate mechanism that you can do a couple of things. You can help people, you know, and, uh, and also make some decent money on it. So, um, there's Absolutely. this little nudge. So you know, it's cool to hear that. Yeah. I, um, I, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I just wanted to mention too, you know, one of the things we admired about you was that you mentioned these conference calls. Uh, this is, eight or 10 years ago, probably when you started doing those things, you could download them off the website when we, we got to know you a few years back. And it was right. like before podcasts were across the board and people were sharing stuff on social media and content. And so it was just, you know, a new idea back yeah. then that it was like, like the first generous uh, give, you this know, person who there. has knowledge is going to just throw phone calls up there and, and share knowledge and stuff. So talk a little bit about how that happened, how those conference calls, you know, what inspired you to do. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, um, uh, when I used to go to the local meetups, Everyone was talking about short sales, fix and flips. Um, it wasn't a buy and hold market then. It was just, you know, flipping and everything else because prices were so cheap. And I was trying to educate people around the note business. And I did something that was really niche, second mortgages, right? Yeah. People had no idea. Why would somebody pay for a second mortgage? You can get foreclosed in the first, get wiped out. And they just didn't understand. So it was like an education process. I would go, even lawyers didn't understand. You had to pay off the first if you foreclosed in the second. You know, it was just all this wrong information that was out there and I kind of felt like a one man one man uh, band or whatever trying to go out and educate everyone who was doing real estate so I was the note guy they were like hey comes the note guy again <laughs> he was talking about wholesale and everything else and I was like notes 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 so I, I was able to get a small group of people who started to pay attention it was like hey we want to learn more about this and then I just said you know what every two weeks I'm just going to get on a conference call uh, I think it was on, on meetup.com I created a page and I would just post there and people would, you know, come on a call and I would market it. I would do events every two weeks live, record it and just start posting them on YouTube. And it even got down to in my office, I would start recording things that we would do in the office uh, and just post it. You know, if an asset manager got a deal worked out 
or if we got a check in from a bar that we restructured the loan with. It was just all organic, and I was like trying to put out as much information as I could as possible just to share the knowledge uh, with people. And one of the things I like about the note business, I actually love it. Uh, it gave me the same feel of importance as I mentioned in the real estate business of helping people in my community. The note business gave me that opportunity to help homeowners stay in a house and profit from it. You know, we were able to share right. our discounts with them. Right. Yeah, we're buying uh, debt at a discount. We're able to restructure them, lower their payments, you know, shave off their arrears and get them reset again and let them keep their home. And one thing about that business, different from real estate, is a little bit, it's active working non-performing assets out, but once you get it to perform, you become the true bank and you start to collect that passive income. Sort of like rentals, when you rent it out with a tenant, you start collecting rent. So, you know, I just stayed focused on that. And then I was going around saying, no real estate, no tenants, tallest trash and termites, and no business is the end of And that was what I was doing my mantra for probably three or four years until around 2015, I realized all the relationships that I created with services, brokers, other hedge fund managers who had this inventory of REOs in my neighborhood where no one wanted to buy because it's a judicial state. New York, New Jersey was like, no, we got to stay away from that. All this inventory was coming to me and I was like, wow, I've done real estate for so long. I still have, I still was doing a little bit of real estate at the time. I can actually take these assets and, you know, raise some capital, take them down and start to rehab them. So I started doing that last quarter, 2015, building back my real estate inventory. And I think that was the really, for the market where I'm at in New Jersey in the North part, the really uh, last opportunity I sort of give pro properties at a huge discount. Because right now everybody's paying, you know, top of the market pricing. So that's when I saw the last discounted pricing. I just started to fill up as many inventory, buying as many properties as I could. And while still managing the note business, and on the note side, during that time, I had learned the power of outsourcing to attorneys like yourself, um, doing collections on these assets, doing a foreclosure on these assets, to document custodians where I had like a 10, 12 man team in my office doing everything in house where I started to outsource to loan services and everything else. So as I was scaling up in the real estate, I was outsourcing, you know, all systems and processes on a note business and refining it and just kept the key people that really knew what they were doing and were able to manage the, the vendors. And that's how, you know, I was able to do it. People say, how can you do all of this stuff, you know, at the same time? It's, I've been in this for 20 years and I have relationships that I've created, systems, processes. So, you know, it just becomes over time, you know, never easy, always a challenge, but you get used to, you know, that every day. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, like we mentioned earlier, you know, Fuquan's on Instagram a lot, Facebook a lot, and you'll see like he is absolutely changing neighborhoods and you can do it both with notes, um, giving people another chance so they get to stay in their house and, you know, keep keep raising their kids and sending them to school and stuff like that. Or you're buying, you know, rundown spots and just totally flipping it around. And, and you know, I'm sure you're making your returns and keeping your investors happy and all that stuff. So. Really cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Those areas where I'm investing at are C areas. A lot of people don't want to go there because the amount of uh, renovation it takes. I'm in a mastermind group called Collective Genius, and these are like the top notch guys in, yeah, in sure. the U.S. They, you know, they go here, we share ideas. And most of these people, they go into light rehabs, you know, 15, 20 grand rehabs, kitchens and bathrooms, paint on the wall, boom, they're flipping it, making a profit. You know, my rehabs averages 80,000 renovation yeah no absolutely. yeah that's probably light too you know yeah there's some yeah you know yeah. the minimum you know if i'm doing an addition forget about it i'm doing one rehab it's, it's a quarter million dollar rehab on a single family flip bill uh on a on a rental stuff my average rehab is 75 80 000. and wow. these are properties that i'm gutting out completely 
to the beam and doing everything brand new because those are long-term rentals and there's less maintenance when you do that. You know, most people take shortcuts. Um, but that, you know, and it gives the opportunity of um, taking those blighted properties, putting them back on the tax roll for the for the uh, city, and creating a better product for the the future buyer or the tenant who's going to live there and have a nice apartment. You know. Yeah, and I think just the other day you did I don't know what was it a four unit or something that thing was absolutely destroyed. I'm sure it's going to be a wild nice project when you're done, but you got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that one was. Um, I got that from a tax auction and yeah, the way they right. do it here in a tax auction, they, they pair up three, four properties together and then they auction them off in, in, um, in, a, in, a, in like a block. It's called a block. They have three, four properties in a block. And then so this block is uh, 300,000 in back taxes. We're going to start the bid off at 5,000. Nice. You know, so I may have gotten four properties for like $30,000. Nice. You know what I mean? So it's a, a six family on one side, a four family on the other side. And then it's two single families. So less than $100,000, I got four properties. And the numbers are just insane. But it takes a lot of work. So I'm willing to go yep. in and redo it because it's going to be a nice product that I'm, I'm going to have long term. And there's still a tremendous amount of equity in it. So, you know, it's, it's definitely worth it. And some of them I look at like I got for free. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much outside of the 18 months of project and, you know, the, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those projects do take a while. Um, yeah. Right now, I have 15 active rehab, rehab projects going on right now. Oh, One, nice. five. <laughs> that's actually, now that you mentioned it, time to go. <laughs> uh, I love awesome. it, though, man. I'm passionate for real estate yeah, investments. I jump up every day, ready to go, ready for the challenge, um, you know, helping troubleshoot. I'm a problem solver. That's how I look yeah. at myself. So to, speaking of PFRI, my daughter wears that shirt to bed, you know, probably a, a night a week. Why don't you tell people a little bit about that uh, project you're working on? Yeah, so PFRI, Passion for Real Estate Investing. I'm a runner. I run about six uh, miles three times a week. And on my run one day, I was figuring out, because I write one of my goals, um, you know, every day is help people um, in real estate investing. You know, I help others be successful in real estate investing. I write that every day. And I was trying to figure out how can I actually do that um, and I figured out the podcast vehicle. Um, you know, I was listening to Gary Vee one day and he was like, you know, podcasts, anything people can consume, like we're doing now in an audio yep. format, and then you can repurpose it on YouTube. And I was kind of in my learning process of really marketing. And um, that's really the inspiration I got with Instagram and everything else is doing yep. it, right? Yep. And um, on the run one day, I just came up, what can, what can I call us? What can I call us? And I was like, well, I'm passionate for real estate investing. I'll just call it PFRI, Passion for Ooh. Real Estate Investments. Yeah. And the whole premise of that, uh, as I mentioned with you guys, when I had you on my first, uh, my first set of, uh, when I first launched it, yeah, was, was to bring like yourself, attorneys, accountants, and legal professionals to the platform to be able to answer legal questions, accountant questions that most people are just giving random information on Facebook pages and everything else that's not true. That was the whole premise of it. And then it morphed into that plus interviewing other successful uh, real estate people and all different types of um, giants of real estate. So, and yeah, I have, um, I think we have like 30 plus episodes now. We're, cool. we're still recording some. I have them all the way out to like November. And it is just a great opportunity for me to share knowledge with other people and share information. And hopefully I've had so many people hit me on Instagram. Thank you. I, I kind of went and followed some of the steps and that gives me my full of importance and is helping me accomplish one of my goals really to educate as many as I can. It's like a give back. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Um, why don't you, while we're at it, you know, let's say no, no one is 
following you yet, hasn't been following you or whatever, what are some of the, the basic things that you think are important to share with people? Somebody that might be new to real estate or, uh, or that sort of mindset that you have about sharing, you know, some, some, some things that uh, you want to share with folks to kind of help them move them toward uh, that success. Yeah, so everything is based on purpose. Um, you know, if you wake up with a purpose, if you want to do real estate investing or whatever it is, um, you know, if you want to start an online store selling shoes, whatever it is, you have to have a purpose. You have to be driven. You have to be excited about what you do. You have to be passionate about what you do. You have to have that inner drive to want to do it, right? It has to be fun. It has to be exciting. So, you know, all these rehabs and stuff that I'm doing and everything I do, I try to uh, share that information with people. And, and I have so many people who come back and say, you're so motivational and so positive. Like, what else, other way is it to be? <laughs> like, right, yeah. you know, I am human. You know, there are things that happen that push and pull me and frustrate me, but I try not to let external factors control my emotions. And I always try to stay in control of that. So I would just say just have purpose and have direction, you know, where you, where you want to go, right? You can't be driving down the street without a steering wheel and every pothole you hit, you kind of turn the left <laughs> and right. You got to have some destination. You have to have, you know, focus, you know? It's really good. So that's all I got. Yeah, that, perfect. That was a perfect yeah, answer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, good. So yeah, uh, um, you know, maybe uh, some other fascinating or interesting things about any of this that like uh, folks might not expect uh, uh, to face day to day or some things, maybe some insights you have about um, outside of purpose and, and, and direction. What's helped you really um, pursue your, your goals and succeed? Oh, for sure. So actually, you probably can't see, but I have a tattoo on my fore, on my arm. It's warrior. Warrior to me is one who conquers oneself. So that's my daily goal is to conquer myself. Some of those things I do is by daily rituals. You know, I get up at 3.30 in the morning every single day. And when what? I tell people that. PM? Well, I was divorced in 2010. I got custody of my two boys. So I have a 16-year-old oh. now and an and a, and a 11-year-old. Sure, man. So... Since 2010, my only free time, right, is before they go to school. Yeah. After true. nine o'clock, the calls are coming in, and you right. know I'm I'm, tr I'm troubleshooting and helping everybody else move business along and everything. So that's the only quiet time I get. So you know I, I have a daily ritual. I get up at 3:30, uh, write in my journal, you know, mm -hmm. do my little yoga stuff, write down my goals, and I'm off to the gym by five. I get my hour workout, whether it's running or whatever it is. Come back get dressed and basically do my meditation and then now it's time 6 30 to start getting my kids up and getting them ready and the day is gone you and know boom, day and is that's how the time clock also during those times where i do my 20 minute reading so from 3 30 to 6 30 is my time so yeah no one's gonna I bother you at 3 30 you, you're gonna be <laughs> nobody's gonna bother me <laughs> no chance so, you know, I'll come on Facebook Live sometime on Instagram Live. I stopped doing it. I was like, nobody's up. Every once in a while, somebody in another country yeah. will pop on, you know. Right, yeah, somebody out of state, you know, like, oh. <laughs> China, finally, somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> no, awesome. but it, it helps me get a lot done, really. And if I time block certain things, because, you, you know, I'm a morning person, so I'm very energetic during the morning. Around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, I start getting tired mentally, so... I like to try to take care of the most important stuff early, you know, and that, that's been working for me. Very good. So on the so note side, oh, nice. yeah, sorry to cut you off. So on the note side, are you still, you know, you guys obviously, you got a fund, right? So you're, you're uh, always, I'm sure, trying to keep that running and, you know, keeping it kicking out 
returns for investors and things. What kind of is there any anything new you're doing now? I don't. I thought I heard you mentioned earlier that no, no notes are getting more expensive than maybe they were, you know, three or four years ago. Um, is there any kind of different strategy you guys are taking? Any new focus on that, you know, on that side of your business, on the note side? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the note is definitely something. The note business is my passion as well. As I mentioned, it's the best investment strategy in the universe. We're still raising capital, um, you know, accredited investors only nowadays, and we're still taking down trades. We try to focus on larger trades where it's not that competitive. Uh, a lot of institutional people have gotten into the space, and I'm speaking of second mortgages. Um, you know, first mortgages, the space has always been competitive between the bigger institutional players, but a lot of people are now buying. There's a pool out right now, 160 million unpaid principal balance that's out for sale. Um, you know, yeah. yeah, it's a huge, you know, that's that's in the last few years. So right. I think it was like um, uh, almost 4,000 assets. Wow. So yeah, yeah. I'm actually, you know, doing some due diligence, but they're doing small carve outs of minimum 10 million UPB. Okay. So, you know, you probably need about three, four million dollars, three, four million to make a trade like that. So that's where the trades are now. The little onesie, twosie, loan level stuff, pricing is so expensive because there's not that many sellers bringing that product to the market. Yep. Whereas in 2012, 2013, there were two main players that were bringing out $50,000 pools, $100,000 pools, where the average person can go and partner with somebody else and take down 10 loans for 100000 or something like that. But sure, right. those days are now gone, so you, you kind of need to sharpen your pencil and spend a little bit more these days and jump into larger pools worth, you know, if it's a co-buy with another fund or another buying group. So that's where most of the onesie, twosie buyers are doing now. They're all teaming up together you know, with a million or two and taking down trades um, to get it for a decent price. Um, but there's still a lot of inventory. Regulation has hit us. I'm sure you guys know. Yeah, right. You know, Dodd-Frank and everything else. So that knocked a couple of people who were not doing things right and flying under the radar. Um, everything now is done through loan services. So it's more of a compliant, uh, compliance-driven industry. So if you play by the rules, you still, you know, can be involved. Uh, but yeah, I love the note business. We're still actively looking for trades. Every time I go to a trade show, I'll buy one note from somebody. It doesn't have to be million dollar pool. I'll buy, you know, if somebody has an asset that they have in trouble with, when I'm at the booth, I'll connect with them and buy that one asset off of them. Or That's they cool, got involved because they thought this was something they wanted to be in and figured out that it's going to take two years to make money and they want something instant gratification now and want to get out. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy that asset from them. So um, I love the note business. Uh, it's, it's, it's still going. It just depends on what level you're at and how committed you are. Uh, are you teaching, uh, you know, are you taking on kind of a mentorship anymore? Or are you, um, are you, you know, not doing that sort of thing anymore? Well, it's funny you mentioned that actually, um, as you know, I used to do the mastermind and that went very successful. Over 75 people went through that. And I had a lot of people really not happy that I stopped, but in 2017, I had launched a hybrid fund. And my focus was on that, you know, diversified high real estate investing, where it's real estate and notes all in one vehicle. And I really wanted to focus on that because that was a new vehicle for me. And uh, the first time that I was mixing all these different asset classes together and, you know, I had to really focus on that. So I had stopped doing the, the education and the mentoring during that time. Um, and um, actually, I am actually starting again on okay. October 5th and 6th at the uh, Newark Airport Hilton. Uh, me and Sherman Arnowitz from Keyhole Academy, we, we teamed up and the marketing oh. and promotion should be coming out soon. I just did something on my Facebook Live the other day just to kind of you know, put it out there that I'm doing it because I have so many people still reaching out to me. And I'm like, you know, I, I, it's been two years and I want to get back out there and start helping people get involved. But it's just fun. It's not like um, 
one of these big note conventions that I'm trying to market. Right. It's going to be small, 15 people, you know, very focused, one-on-one, all education, no high-level, over-the-head stuff, like really doing due diligence, going through bankruptcy stuff, really hands-on where people can actually leave that event and feel like they got, you know, out of those two days at least enough information to make a decision, you know, if they want to increase their buying power if they're active already or if they're looking for, you know, how to find inventory or just more stuff that they want to learn. So definitely, um, you know, get back into it. And then we got Talk Note Tuesdays coming on Instagram. Oh, That's coming nice. probably another week or so. So every nice. Tuesday, 8 p.m., we're going to be doing Talk Note Tuesday where I come and start talking about notes. And then uh, I'll mix it up a little bit with real estate as well. But, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back out nice. of retirement. There you <laughs> go. I like that. I like alliteration, too. Those are always fun. Yeah. Talk Note Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, where, if somebody wants to go to your uh, – your event, yeah. what do they do? Do they go to your Facebook page? You guys got a URL or what do you guys got? Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll probably get that to you right now. It's Think Tank. I think it's thinktankweekend.com. Oh, I think okay. that's the site. I'm waiting that, for it to be. That may or may not be it. We'll, we'll post it in the, uh, you know, the hundreds of thousands of people that are going to check out these yeah. notes after the podcast goes. We'll put it yeah, on. Yeah, the Something like that. Yeah, so. Something's making a funny sound. Sorry, got it. It's gone. It was good. Um, so yeah, I'll send you. The, I'll send the link and information to it. I'm waiting for my VA to send me the um, this the page and um, yeah. Awesome. What is what are some of the other ones? Like you know, you travel and go to lots of conferences every single year. If you're, um, can you tell us one conference that you would recommend people go to for the note industry, and then maybe just one other you know, general uh, real estate conference that you would recommend, you know, listeners to maybe check out and give it a shot if they're really interested in moving forward. Sure. Yeah. So one conference, I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Um, right. You know, the No Expo is actually coming up soon. Noexpo.com. I don't know if you guys ever attended that one. Yeah. Uh, that's a great thing. There's a lot of active people there uh, that that's are doing good. things. Yep. Then also the one where I met you at Paper Source Seminars. That's in Vegas. That's good also. That's once a year in April, I believe. And um, those are on a note, and uh, for me, I think that, um, you know, there's several of them, but I think you'll get more out of those two because Those are good educational ones, for sure, yep. Very educational, a lot of seasoned uh, people, um, you know, less neophytes, even though, you know, the newbies are, are great to connect with because it gives me an opportunity to share. But yes. if you're looking to kind of scale up and learn more, you want to be in a place where there's more seasoned investors, and those two are the best. On the real estate side, I go to uh, more of the high-level real estate stuff I am in. Um, those nice. are uh, events where you have the institutional players are, and I, and I go there really to find the vendors and different ways that I can scale and find products. So those that's really a high-level event. It's like 3500 bucks per ticket. Um, other than that, there's so many uh, you know, local uh, real estate right. events. That yeah, just like how you got started, right? Yeah, like meetups. Go meet a stranger. You know, go. Yep. you guys actually have Ohio Rio where you are. I mean, I think that's yeah, right. a, yep. a event. Yeah, know, it's a big definitely. one. There's a big one down there, you know, and they're always, you know, every region's got their own little Rio. So, you know, if you really want to get into it, you just got to go meet somebody. You know? so. Yeah, for sure. You got to get out, connect, press the flesh and make it happen. That's right. So outside of real estate, what else do you like to do? Well, I have my 11-year-old son that, and my 6-year-old son. We kind of do activities. I think your 11-year-old is actually smarter than I am. So. <laughs> He makes he's actually coming with me. He's coming with me to Quest. I'm actually going to be at Quest oh, Library nice, event. Man. So nice. he's coming to work the booth. I had him me. on here. You know, maybe we'll get him on next month. 
Well, he he just was doing basketball practice outside, shooting some hoops outside. Oh, there you go. That's more fun than talking to these bozos, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, outside of that, you know, just activities with my son. I mean, I I like to ride dirt bikes, um, dirt snowboarding. Bikes. Yeah, yeah. Dirt bike riding. <laughs> I don't mention that that much because the investors were like, that's risky. So, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But I'm well insured and yeah. I have a succession plan. Always helping. Key, yeah, key always man insurance. Key man yeah. insurance. For sure. But yeah, I mean, just, just anything that's like an adrenaline rush, you know, I like to do those type of activities. And, and most of the time, um, Home Depot is actually exciting. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that is. Uh, <laughs> they do have the popcorn. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they got the popcorn right when you go in there. <laughs> um what, cool. what do you want to ask one more no yeah uh is there anything else you wanted to, uh, important stuff so we talked about deals uh, what are the important deals any other ones you've mentioned a lot we touched on stuff just uh through the conversation but any other important deals whether it's real estate or something else something that's important to you? oh yeah for sure so tax liens i mean if you guys see me at the auction that's the latest uh thing that I, i've been doing since the last quarter second and third quarter of uh, third and fourth quarter i'm sorry of last year Taxing was something that I've learned over the years in my 20-year journey, but I actually never took and pushed forward taking yeah. action to do it. So Not I did some due diligence. You know, I had some assets in the township where I, where I went to the auction, and I kind of felt that um, people were really um, – not really paying attention to what was going on. What I mean by that, a lot of investors were in a certain section of another city focused on that, like Newark. And I was like, let me go to this other township where there's a lot of blighted properties, and it's a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, people were afraid to go. So I actually started to study that market and found out that they had this tax lien auction started to go there. And I, I had some success the first time. And I said, wow, I was, I was awarded eight properties. And I was like, wow. That was easy. I mean, yeah. you have to be able to do the proper due diligence, right? You got to know the product. You got to know the ARV. You got to know the rehab cost. Like, I can walk through a house and be like, this is 60000 rehab. I, I know. It's $5,000 unit to do HVAC system, $6,000 unit to do plumbing. Like, you already, I already can just walk in and be like, okay, price per square foot, boom, this is going to cost. So when I'm at the auction bidding, there's a lot of people there who don't know that. Right, They're just absolutely. going yeah. to bid, and then they get bid fever where they get competitive and can't hold their composure, and they lose. So... I learned the strategy and I was like, wow, successful. The next time, one six, and then the last time I won 18. So, you know, that gave me the opportunity wow. now to be able to sit down with higher up people in the city. I was just in a meeting with the finance uh, manager of the township uh, last week, uh, Friday, I think I was there. I went to pick up a check for a tax lien that redeemed. And we had a meeting and he was sharing some other strategies on abandoned properties, how I can pick those up from the city, how can I just. How they can just assign the taxes over to me and I don't have to go to the auction now that I'm in. Like cool. in December 1st, whatever didn't sell, I could just go there in January, they'll just assign the tax link to me for whatever's owed and I don't have to compete and bid. So, yeah. you know, these That's things right. are helping me now. Um, build it out. So tax links are great if wherever you are, you want to go to your local municipality and figure out, you know, how they do them. They do them in December every year and, you know, learn more about it. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's the the latest real estate investment uh, strategy that I'm doing. Strategy. I mean, that, that puts you on an island. Not many people are going to want. So we, we opened up our firm because we had a client that bought giant pools of tax lien certificates here in Ohio. They bought in, I think, three counties when we came on board. And it's a weird mechanism that, you know, it takes, there's like no sophistication, right? I mean, there's like flipping sophistication, then there's no sophistication. And tax liens, for whatever reason, they're really not that complex once you get your arms around them a little bit. But it, it puts you out on an island if you actually know how to utilize uh, the opportunity. Because here in Ohio, if you have a bank foreclosure, you've got the two-thirds 
appraised value for the sheriff sale. But in Ohio, if you're buying at a taxing foreclosure, you're only buying for the taxes owed. So, you know, you're already starting um, at your bid. If you get it, take down, you know, what the original offer is. I mean, you're buying properties with 50% equity, you know, and there's not many people there because people are like, oh, tax lien foreclosures, you know, does that mean this is stuff actually wiped out through the foreclosure and stuff like that? And, and, and of course it is. And it's, uh, but not many people just want to take that extra step to yeah. check it out. But, but you did, you yeah, know, yeah, it's cool. It's a reflection of like your curiosity and your willingness yep. to kind of just gotta get be your hands dirty and, and learn and do the, do the right thing and uh, figure it out and get out there and, and reap the benefits. It's cool, man. Yeah, it's definitely something great. It helped me be able to pivot from the high prices that was on MLS on the market, you know, and competing with everyone else. So the new listing come out, everyone's putting a bid and the realtors are like, highest and best. Now you compete with everyone else. and like, you know what? I need to go a different route um, upstream and do something different. So that gave me the opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, and one I like about it is that when you come to the auction, you have to have the cash right there. So there's no right. trying to get a price for hard money lender or anybody. If you win, you bid an hour later, you got to bring the check or it's the next, who was next in line? So it's less competition. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you yeah, you go That's for, you right. go from 10 competitors to probably maybe two tops. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a great thing. And, Definitely an opportunity to help put these properties back on the city tax roll and, you know, help investors make some great deals and, you know, help people get better quality of living, you know, and the, the people who actually own the properties on these blocks where these blighted properties are better fulfillment once these properties start to bring up their value as well. Yep. You know? Everybody gets excited, you know, so that's yeah. great. Yeah, good. Well, good for you. That's that's great. You're doing that work. Uh, appreciate you sharing a lot of this yeah, man. Uh, insight. Keep and, up uh, the good work. If folks aren't already following you, they better that uh, and uh, continue to, to um, you know see what you do and and see how you are your approach to it and, and how you become successful. I think you can see that in, in what you're sharing with folks on social media. So follow Fuquan if you're not. That's right. Any uh, closing thoughts? Uh, nope. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for helping us and uh, wish you all the best. We'll see you around. Awesome, awesome. What's the dilly? What's the dilly? <laughs> What's the deal, right? <laughs> That's the deal. Well, thanks so much, everybody. We appreciate you listening. And uh, Fuquan, like Adam mentioned, we appreciate your time. Keep putting out what you're doing and uh, look forward to bumping into you in the future. Yep, best of luck. All thanks. right, appreciate it, guys. Great. Thanks for listening to Here's the Deal with Paul and Adam Vincent. Paul and Adam are brothers and real estate business attorneys from the Cleveland area. They also own a real estate and business brokerage. They can be reached at office at vincentesq.com or on Facebook. Theme music for Here's the Deal by Paul and Dan Vincent. And I'm David Vincent of DL Voice. Catch me on dlvoiceover.com. Thanks again for listening and best of luck with all your deals.